Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lino Martinez. Uh, for those that are curious, the I am a doctor of clinical psychology, and I decided to not get licensed because I simply didn't have time to get licensed in psychology. But it all came into perfect alignment uh, 13 years later. I graduated 13 years ago when I was 30, and I'm 43 years old now. So in between graduating and now, I had gone through over 40 surgeries to save my life. And so in order for me to be licensed as a psychologist, I have to do 3,500 hours supervised. And I probably spent close to that in hospitals with over 10 years of constantly living in hospitals and having so many surgeries. And so I went from dying to thriving. And now I can see that my life purpose at the time was completely different than what it is now. And I do understand and I do feel and I believe that everybody's life purpose will continue to change depending on your goals and your aspirations and the things that inspire you in life. I do believe that there is more than one purpose that we have in life and that things can continuously change for us. But also many of us just have one purpose in life. And whatever that is, a lot of people actually struggle finding these purposes. So I'm developing this workshop, this actual, actually this incredible workshop that I'm really looking forward to do it. And I'm really inspired by a different workshop that I was a part of two weeks ago. I was part of a Love Yourself First con uh, conference that was put together by Coach Lee Hopkins. And there were so many incredible speakers and so many different types of avenues of loving yourself first in order to propel you and other you and yourself and others into more healthy, sustainable relationships. So my topic at hand was affection. And I, I went through different angles of that. I went from uh, talking about love languages to talking about self-affirmations and also just basically the um, increasing your your awareness of your heart, being more heart centered, more heart chakra oriented. And for those that don't know what a heart chakra is or what a chakra is, they're energy centers in our body. And these different energy centers in our body, think of them like spinning wheels. They have a frequency, they have a vibration, they even have a color that matches their frequency. So the hearts, the heart itself, the chakra, the frequency when Rishi's meditated on it was the color green. So that's actually what's in the center of your heart. You've got a, a green disc that's constantly moving or spinning. And depending on your frequency of a specific uh, energy part of your body, it's going to be either slower or faster or vibing higher, or the frequency is going to be lower in other parts, depending on where you have stagnant energy or stuck energy. I would love to talk about all the chakras, but right now I really want to focus on, on the heart chakra because that is where our love is. And the more that we are heart-centered, our mind will follow. So remember that. Your mind will follow whatever your heart wants, whatever your heart chooses, because the heart, heart coherence, the heart magnetism is a lot stronger than your mind, than your brain. 
which is a lot of people, you hear a lot of, a lot of people say, stay heart focused or talk from the heart or speak from the heart. Because when you speak from the heart, it's coming from your inner joy and your inner light, your inner being. It's a path to the light that you're trying to discover or you already have discovered. And if you have discovered it, you will also see for yourself that it's the inner joy that lights up your heart. So it took me a lot of struggling to love myself after becoming disabled, after having a feeding tube for, for eight years, after um, losing my urinary bladder, having stomas, and then changing my gender from female to male. I had a lot of a lot of inner anguish because I felt like I was so different from other people. And, and it was going to be so difficult for me to find this self-love, this pureness inside me. But what I realized is that all these physical things that I've gone through, this genetic disease and uh, these experiences that I had, none of this defined who I was as a person. So I invite you to ask yourself in your own time, when you have time, give yourself five to 10 minutes by yourself either close your eyes or, or have a soft gaze and ask yourself, who am I aside from having a title aside from, and what I mean by that is who are you? If you're not a mother, if you're not a father, if you're not a boyfriend, if you're not a girlfriend, if you're not a sales rep, if you're not a student, if you're not a patient, if you're not a person suffering with a disease, who are you? Who is your light? Answer this question for yourself and you're going to start to see that deep down inside who you are is love. Because aside from all that, if you take away all of these labels, the thing that's left is your purity, your heart, your desires, your faith. A lot of your faith will come from finding this inner joy. I know there's so many people that lack faith. And a lot of this lack of faith comes from a lack of belief systems and a lack of values. If you could tune in to the values that you have for yourself and for others, the things that make you happy and the things that you see that when they make you happy, make others happy. You can then change your core, your core beliefs and your values and aim like a bone arrow, just aim more towards that specific part of your inner light. So there are different love languages and I wanted to, talk about love languages because a lot of people are not familiar with love languages. And the more that you can expand the language of love, the more you will expand it to yourself and to others. And you will start to see that life will come into alignment in the most beautiful dynamic ways that you've never seen before. Coincidences, synchronicities, numbers, things will start to come together and become into harmony with your true desires. So let's talk about love language number one. Love language number one are words of affirmation. Those of us whose love language is words of affirmation prize verbal connection. They want to hear you say precisely what you appreciate or admire about them. For example, I really loved it when you made dinner last night. Wow, it was so nice of you to organize that neighborhood garage sale. Or simply just, I love you. For the people in your life that you're not seeing in person, you could film a short video, send it to them from your phone or your tablet, tell them that you miss them or simply that you're thinking of them or have a nice day. For the people you're seeing all the time these days, remember that even making tiny, tiny gestures matter. Wake up and go into the kitchen, write a sweet post-it note next to a glass of ice water on the counter. 
That's all a form of love language. If there's a friend in my circle that the words of affirmation type, I make sure to include thank yous and texts and send them that send it to them that day. Or I say, thanks so much. It was so nice of you to think of me. People love this stuff, especially if this is your way of showing love. Your love language, number one, are words of affirmation. So love language, number two, are acts of service. Some of us feel most love when others lend a helping hand or do something kind for us. In your home, you could be proactive and do something that eases your person's daily grind. Why not take on the chore that everyone else is avoiding? Whether it's cleaning the oven, changing the litter box, or filling and running the dishwasher. For anyone whose love tank is filled up by people pitching in, seeing someone intention and intentionally scanning the environment to figure out what you can do to make their environment better, that sends a clear, loving message to them. So love language number two, that was acts of service. Love language number three are gifts. Those of us who love whose love language are gifts aren't necessarily materialistic. Instead, their tanks are filled when someone presents them with a specific thing, tangible or intangible, that helps them feel special. Yes, truly, it is the thought that counts. When you're out grabbing groceries, grab your roommate's favorite chocolate, your kid's favorite chapstick, your mom's favorite drink, your partner's favorite chips, your friend's favorite sports drink, and drop it by their door. Gifts don't have to be extravagant. It can be as small as a post-it note for the one who also loves posting notes everywhere, especially if you know they love posting notes, post notes with them, for them. P.S. Have a wonderful, incredible, fantabulous day. So love language number three is gifts. Love language number four is quality time. This is a really important one for many people, especially nowadays living in these technological times where everything's social media and people are always on their phone or on their tablet. Nothing sends more love than undivided, dedicated attention because it's precious currency for the people whose love language is quality time. Make an intentional effort to have a Zoom coffee date with the colleagues you've been missing or go on distant walks with your in-laws. Put a good old-fashioned phone call each week on the calendar with your best friend or schedule an in-house board game night with your friends or your partner. No phones or distractions are allowed. Nothing says I love you in quality time language better than them being the only thing on your agenda. So love language number four was quality time. Love language number five is physical touch. Now, this is a tough one, and I know based on the, the conference that, that I was a part of, a lot of people are not too keen on physical touch, which I can understand because physical touch can be triggers for some people. It can um, also be very boundary-related, which I can also understand. But so, uh, yeah, physical touch isn't for everyone, but that is a love language for many people. There are many people that, that are the hugging type that are the affectionate type that want to run their fingers through your hair or give you a pat on the back or massage you. So expressing the language of physical touch can be as platonic as giving a friend an enthusiastic fist bump, especially when they tell you, hey, I landed this job interview and I got it. Yeah, buddy, give them a fist bump. 
or as intimate as a kiss with your partner to mark the end of a workday. What a great day you had today. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. You always give it all you got and give them a kiss. Mwah. I know that for some parents with young children, spending too much time in the same small space can literally create a rub. Literally, <laughs> they'll do anything to have fewer people touch them, fewer hours a day. And at the same time, for those living alone or those self-isolating because of their exposure to health risks, which was me at one point as well, they're experiencing the painful opposite, and that's a lack of touch. So what can we do about this if there's a lack of touch? While there's no easy solutions for either case, we can get creative. If you know someone who's overwhelmed by the small hands reaching out for them, you might offer to take the kids to the park so they can run off some of that energy. For loved ones who are touch deprived, you can even email them something as simple as your hand and say, hey, put your hand on mine. Our hands are touching now. <laughs> Be creative. You can send them a card. You can send them a text or a message, a hug message, air hug. And you know, actually, one of the most powerful things that you could do in your own time, let's say that you have a friend that's, that's really feeling lonely and isolated. The mind is one of the most powerful things that you can have. And again, if your heart leads, the mind will follow. So if deep inside your heart, you have the ability to say, I really want to hug my friend. It's coming from my heart. And if you close your eyes and actually picture yourself hugging your friend, you will say it, send those vibrations to them. Those same chemicals that are released when you actually physically hug someone those same chemical reactions are being released from you to that person telepathically. They will feel it. There's a lot of unseen things going on between us, between this time-space reality. And one of the most powerful things you could do is imagine the hug or hugging face emoji, telling you wish you could be doing this in person. All of that counts. These small gestures can make the brain produce some of the same endorphins. It's really incredible. Love languages are a worthwhile concept to become fluent. And at this time in the world, long before COVID arrived on the scene, we were already living through an epidemic of loneliness. Loneliness is not about being alone. It's about experiencing a lack of satisfying emotional connections. By taking the time to learn each other's love languages and then using them, we can strengthen our relationships and our bonds to others. Thanks so much for tuning in to a little less for your podcast. I really hope this can bring a little bit more clarity on the different types of love language. And maybe now you are able to see what your love language is or where you would like to expand your love language. And now you will actually be able to see how other people love you. A lot of people will show you their love by showing you their different types of love language. So you could be the, uh, the satellite and the receiver in this case. And either way, you can't go wrong because it's about love. I love you all so much. Thank you for supporting me here. Make sure to subscribe. You can subscribe to for free on a lot of different platforms. And actually, if you'd like to support me, you can support me on Buzzsprout now. That's now taking subscriptions. Uh, this also uh, on YouTube. If you For the deaf and hard of hearing, which I love all the deaf and hard of hearing individuals, they are actually the ones that really were my emotional support when I lost my voice for two years and when I had to have my hearing aid. I really feel there's a new ability to love people a different way in silence. And because of that, I have a YouTube channel with captions. So this is all to make the love because love makes the world go round. And that is one of my favorite loves. One of my favorite loves. What am I talking about? I am in love with life, aren't I? <laughs>
<laughs> I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning into a little less fear podcast and have a wonderful weekend. I love you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into a little less fear podcast. You know, I keep going because of all of you, all of the viewers, the supporters, the listeners, the followers, the subscribers, the feedback, the comments that I get. I'm just really grateful to be where I'm at and to be able to bring all these people here on this platform to motivate the world. It motivates me to keep going. It motivates me. It lights me up to keep going and going and going. And because of that, my website's also going strong. I've created an incredible resource page for all kinds of people. Anybody needing support of any kind, please check out my website at www.alittlelessfear.com. And I've also launched freelance poetry for businesses, for marketing, for people needing people that um, need something creative. Uh, check it out. Check it out. It's fun. There's video poetry. It's visual poetry. And uh, if you have any other questions for me, you can also email me at littlelessfear at gmail.com. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you all and just a million thanks.